0: If I've not met you, my name is Tom, and I'm married to Jessica. We've got four kids. And like Claus just said, we have been teaching through our vision and values. And our hope for this year has been to bring clarity uh, to all kinds of stuff. And we're gonna continue on with that today. But we've been talking through our mission and our vision and our values, and our mission and vision is in Allison as it is in heaven. And we do that by following the way of Jesus for the renewal of our town, and our four values that we've just gone through are gospel, identity, community, and mission. And so that's where we've been, but we're heading into a little bit a deeper dive. We're kind of zeroing in deeper and deeper and deeper. And if you haven't been here, those are all online as well as this slide. So all the information that we've been talking through, any graphics or scriptures would be online as well. Um, but um, we're going to keep going today. And again, all these things are, are for the purpose of clarity, for the purpose of, like Klaus was already saying, making the vision really plain so we can run with gusto into what God's calling us to do. And also, we're, we're heading all of us towards, hoping that as many of us as possible are heading towards a partnership class where we're like, okay, I'm, we want you to we wanna know, we want you to know if this is something you want to give your life to. Like, like, we want people to want to be here. We don't want people just to be here and like yeah there's nothing else to do there's nowhere else better to go we want you to be here and so that's the whole purpose of this partnership class and teaching through our vision and values is this is who we are it's all out there this is what we're about and we want to have a bunch of people partnering together to follow the way of jesus for the renewal of our town okay so we're going to keep going today and i'm going to be reading off my computer which is a new thing for me um but um we're teaching through. So we've gone through vision, mission, values, and now we are going into distinctives. And what are distinctives? Distinctives are things that distinguish Anchor Point from the other churches in town. They just set us apart. Like the, the things that we've been talking about before, our core values, our mission, those are things that are probably true of most communities, most churches around. But our distinctives, that, these are beliefs that are not as central as our core values. Yet they are incredibly important. They shape our DNA and our culture. And they also help form our doctrinal teaching, our, our, our beliefs, our ministry philosophy, and our practices. Okay? This is like deep dive. We're, we're nerding out here about what we're about as a community. And so all of these things are really important for you to grab a hold of and really understand as you, as you kind of think about what it looks like to be a partner at Anchor Point. And so we're going to look at today our first distinctive, and that's this, this idea of Word and Spirit. Okay, you guys have heard this before, but we're going to keep talking about it. It's really important to us. And how we're going to do that, we're going to go through it in four parts. The first part is we're going to talk through the authority of Scripture. The second part is going to be the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. The third part will be the example of Jesus Christ. And fourthly, it will be contending for the radical middle and today is going to feel a lot like a lecture because it is a lot like a lecture so just buckle up for that um and i'm going to hopefully get a bunch of you guys included in the process i almost just dropped my computer um uh uh-oh there we go everyone okay Oh, okay, all right, we're good. Um, there's going to be a lot of scriptures and stuff, so I've actually asked Tian if it's okay. We're going to actually, re- I'm going to get you guys to read some of the scriptures out so you stay what? engaged, okay? Okay, so be ready. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Carrie. Coming from a teacher, I take that as a compliment. Um, so, again, authority of scripture. Presence and power of the Holy Spirit, the example of Jesus Christ, and contending, contending for the radical middle of this idea of the Word and the Spirit. Okay? yeah. Let's pray, and then we'll get going. So, Father, we are grateful this morning for who you are and for the, the reality that we get to come into your presence through what Jesus has done. And I just want to take a second just to kind of gather my thoughts, Lord, and just for us too, and just invite you to come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill this place. We need you, and we just we yield to you in whatever you want to do this morning. We ask that like what's already been encouraged and exhorted this morning, that we would leave here changed. We thank you that what Pop said is true. What, what, you love us just the way you, we are, but you, you love us too much to leave us that way. And so even as we talk about this idea of Scripture and Holy Spirit's power, that, that those things would transform us more into the image of Jesus. We love you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, We spoke at the beginning of our series, guys, about uh, the whole idea of Scripture and that Scripture itself defines reality. And the story of Scripture is the story of heaven on earth being ripped apart into heaven and earth and God's glorious mission to reunite these two realms. That is the story of the Scripture in a nutshell. How we explain it is God's rule... Coming, coming to God's place, or heaven and earth coming back into oneness or union, or God's kingdom come. And so, with that in mind, this is this is a, a from the Langham Partnership. This is a, a statement of faith or belief that we're going to kind of talk through. So, the Holy Scripture or the Bible, in its entirety, is inspired by God's Spirit through human authors and constitutes the revelation of God's truth to humanity. We believe it is wholly true and trustworthy in all that it affirms. Whatever the Bible, rightly interpreted, is found to teach, we are bound to believe and obey. It is our supreme authority in every matter of belief and conduct. Yeah. Amen? Okay, so where is the handheld? We've got a lot of scriptures. They're going to be up on the screen? Are you guys good just to kind of fast it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Can you see the screen? No. If you can't see it, pass it along. Just say pass. So just read the first, second Timothy. Hello.
1: All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Second Timothy three sixteen to seven.
0: For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Second Peter
1: 1.21 If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be broken. John
0: 10.35 Can you see that, Thomas? Stand up, bro. Ah, okay. Uh, so shall
1: my word be that goes out from my mouth it shall not
0: w- return to me empty but <laughs> it shall accomplish that which I purpose um. <laughs> and shall succeed uh, it, something what it shall succeed in the thing for which I send it Isaiah 55:11. nice <laughs>
1: Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Matthew five, seventeen. For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe it. First Corinthians one twenty one. For I am ashamed of the. For I am not ashamed there of go. the gospel. There we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans one sixteen. There we go. Oh,
1: gosh. Yes. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may. give you the spirit of (laughs) wisdom (laughs) and of uh, revelation in the knowledge of him having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you what are (laughs) the, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints Oh, Ephesians. Ephesians 1, 7 to 18. Hey. hey, hey, hey. Woo!
0: Good job, guys. That's why we say rightly interpreted, as Timothy um, said he was ashamed of the gospel. <laughs> sure. So let's let's that's a lot of scripture, but let's talk through this a little bit more. So we're gonna focus on that last phrase that we read from the Langham Partnership statement. It says this the bible it is our supreme authority in every matter of belief and conduct so we're going to focus on that and then we're going to use this one scripture from second timothy to kind of unpack this idea second timothy 2 15 to 17. but as for you continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Okay, so first, it's it's profitable for our belief and our conduct. So first, what does the Bible, what does the story of scripture do in terms of us understanding and having something to believe in? The Bible tells a story, right? We already talked about that. And the summary of that story is the gospel. And the gospel is this, that God, our Father, the Creator, out of His undying love for us, hold on, I just drew a blank, sorry. Out of His undying love for us, sent His only Son to rescue us from sin, from Satan, and, and from death, and to renew all things in and through the work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. And to establish his kingdom through us as people in the earth. That's the story of scripture. And so the the story of the Bible tells us that story. It reveals something about the God who it's written about. So it tells the story of this God. So it's able to make us wise for salvation. And how this works is that the story of the Bible tells us what God has been doing throughout history to save people. It reveals that God. And so along, along the way of reading and understanding and looking at all these different accounts of God, God's interaction with humanity, we realize that in our rebellion against God and his ways, things have not gone well for us as humans, that we cannot save ourselves in our own strength or in our own effort, that this does not work. As we go out into the world and define good and evil in our own terms, it always blows up in our face. And so the story of the Bible reveals something about our God who's come to rescue us and save us and to redeem us. And so it's able to make us wise for salvation as it reveals who God is and then the process reveals who we are. He is a savior and we are people who are in need of saving. So as humans come to the end of ourselves or come to the end of themselves, we realize that the story if the story of scripture is true, the only way back into relationship with God is And the only way back into becoming who we are meant to be created to be as image bearers of God, as people who are created to partner with him in the renewal of all things, we need to receive forgiveness and grace. And that is accomplished in and for us through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. So the Bible tells us a story that's able to make us wise for salvation, so we realize who God is, who we are, and our need for a savior, and that this is only possible in and through the gift of Jesus. So we have to realize as we read this, as we study this, our only hope is to receive the divine gift of grace, who is the Messiah, Jesus Christ. He alone makes a way back to relationship with our Father through his death, through his resurrection and ascension, and in all of which we are included, which is insane. So that's one of the things that the Bible is good for. The other thing it's good for is it helps us with our conduct, as we kind of understand and realize, okay, we have been called back into relationship with God through what Jesus has done. We're now citizens of his kingdom where things are done the way he wants them done, where his rule is established in and through our lives. So it's, it's, it's useful for these things. As we think about belief, okay, we understand who God is and who we are. And there is a new way we need to act and behave and live and see the world. And that's the other thing the Bible is helpful for. It says this in, in that 2 Timothy scripture, it's useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training. So let's just take those each one at a time teaching is just this it's telling you things you did not know before just about how the world works how things are that it's actually best to be last in the kingdom it's better to be last than to be first we're learning new things it's for reproof which means it gets in your face about things you say you believe but don't live consistently with I need some of that. It's good for correction. It points out the ways you're living in a destructive or unhelpful manner. And that affects you and other people around you. And then finally, it's it's good for training in righteousness, which is teaching what it looks like to be fully human and fully alive to God and to one another. So I think that's good. We should kind of come under that authority of the scripture. So it's good for belief. Help, it's able to make us wives for salvation through our faith in Jesus Christ. It helps us realize how to be human as we look to the example of Jesus and also to the writings in the scriptures about teaching and, re- and reproving us, correcting us, and training us. All of this helps us live life in the kingdom of God. Okay, that's point one. Done. You guys doing okay? Yes. A lot of facts, a lot of stuff. The next point is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And all these things we're teaching, guys, we're really intentional about the continuity of things, that we, we believe things kind of stack on top of each other. Um, come on in, guys. Find a seat. Yeah, man. That, that there's, there's a way that, that this makes sense. So even when we're talking about the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, we're talking about that because we believe in the authority of Scripture. Okay? So we believe that the, the Scriptures teach us about the presence and the power and the necessity of the Holy Spirit so let's read another doctrinal statement and then we'll kind of unpack it again the same way and i'm going to get you guys to read a bunch of scriptures again woohoo we believe that the holy spirit abides within all believers setting them apart unto god guiding strengthening and teaching them we believe in the present availability of all the gifts of the spirit mentioned in the scriptures and manifested in the early church we believe that the proper employment of these gifts is essential to the growth and maturity of the body of Christ, the church. Amen. Okay, so a bunch of scriptures. Who wa- Who wears the microphone? Dan. Acts 2, 1-4, man.
1: When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like mighty rushing wind. And... It filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues, and and divided tongues as as a fire appeared on them and re- and rested on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in, speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances, utterance. Acts two one through
0: four. Should I read this one because it's kind of okay. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Acts two seventeen to 18 Trish, you want to read the next one? Oh, sorry, who has the mic? Oh, Jim. Go for it, Jim. Romans 12.
1: With cheerf- cheerfulness, Romans twelve six to eight. Well done.
0: Can you see any of that, Tina? Okay. Anyone? Oh, like, Robbie, pull out a ladder. To up.
1: Just stand up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of boy. All right. Uh, <laughs> now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. of healing by the same spirit. To another the workings of miracles. To another prophecy. To another the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another various kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, all of these empowered by one and the same spirit who who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Is that first or second? First, bro. First Corinthians twelve, four to eleven. Nice.
0: Well done, guys. Oh, there's more. There's another page. Joshua. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. So with yourselves, since you are eager for
1: manifestations of the Spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. N twelve. N twelve.
0: Semicolon (laughs) twelve. No, that's semicolon. You're right.
1: And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Ephesians four eleven to twelve. John's just gonna look it up so he doesn't have to do the first Peter four ten eleven.
0: Amen. Yeah, Please read in the original Greek. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, I'll get right on that. Right, thank you. Um, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as the one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and
0: ever. Amen. Boom. Thank you, guys. Well done. So, I'm going to read that statement of faith one more time, and then we're going to talk through it a little bit more slowly. So, we believe that the Holy Spirit abides within all believers, setting them apart unto God, guiding, strengthening, and teaching them. We believe in the present availability of, listen to this, all of the gifts of the Spirit mentioned in the Scriptures and manifested in the early church. We believe that the proper employment of these gifts is essential to the growth and maturity of the body of Christ, the church. Okay? We believe in all the gifts. We believe that there's a way to do it. And we believe that the purpose of these things is for the maturity of us as the body of Christ. So, to be super clear, again, we believe in all the gifts. Good. So these are all the spiritual gifts that are found and listed in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. We believe that they are available and active to those of us who are following Jesus. So a few words on proper employment. Um, A lot of us have been a part of communities that this is a normal thing to practice gifts of the Spirit or um, experience things like that, but we, we really aim to do something that is in line with scripture and that is is honoring of scripture and of others and of just god himself and so we believe that this must be whatever we're doing in terms of exercising gifts of the spirit or practicing gifts of the spirit must be rooted in love okay the the motivation always has to be love It can't be like, man, I I have this gift and I can't wait to get up on the stage and use it for my own benefit. And that sounds kind of funny, but it's good to always be checking our hearts as we step out into practicing these gifts. And moreover, it needs to be in line with Scripture. Okay, so that's why we, we originally or like initially taught through the authority of Scripture. So whatever we're doing in terms of practicing the gifts of the Spirit needs to be rooted in love and in line with Scripture. So there's a way in which we do things. The next thing about proper employment is that 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 how we practice this it's not always going to be so perfectly clean and neat and tidy but it needs to be done decently and in order and that's what paul instructs the church in corinth to do as well we practice these gifts of the spirit decently and in order and that again is the, the the basis of that is these things being rooted in love and in line with scripture and ultimately the point of these gifts the proper employment of these gifts will build up the body you guys the church and it will ultimately point us towards who Jesus. It will point us towards Jesus, not towards the person who's sharing the gift of the Spirit. Okay? These have a purpose, though. It's not just so that we have an entertaining and fun service. Although it does help. It's encouraging, and it does build us up when when we do have gifts of the Spirit functioning in our community and in our meetings. But the purpose of these things is for, for Christ to be formed in us. That, that it's it's for our growth and for our maturity as followers of Jesus and for us as a bunch of followers of Jesus who make up a community or a church. So the desired outcome is not quantity. It's The, the, the desired outcome is Christ being formed in us. What this does is we need to partner with the Holy Spirit and it, it equips us for the work that we've been initially created to do, which is to partner with God in the renewal of all things. So this helps our, our ministry of renewal and also our ministry of, and mission of sharing the gospel and evangelizing. The, this also, as we step out in this in a healthy way, in a way that does honor Scripture and is rooted in love, it ultimately will point us to the risen King Jesus. And in doing so, it will keep us rooted as, and understand that He is the source of all this, which keeps us humble. It's not like, man, I, just, I get the greatest prophetic words. I just find them inside myself, and then I share them, and then everyone loves me, and it's amazing. It's that, okay, I, I'm growing, and I'm maturing. I'm becoming more like Jesus, and his spirit is on me. It's in me, and he's, he's sharing something with me that is going to build up and encourage other people. It's rooted in love. It's in line with Scripture, and that keeps us humble, okay? So that is all how we're going to be practicing those gifts of the spirit. So that is great. We probably all would say, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I want that. But the example we look to in all things is who? Jesus. And you guys are on it today. So Jesus is he's the perfect representation of the Father, right? When we're wondering about what is God actually like? You know, we read the Old Testament and we're like, what? who is this God and how does this make sense? Jesus is the exact representation of the Father, Okay, so that's beautiful. But the other incredible thing God, God did in sending Jesus is he also revealed to us what it looks like to be fully human. So we look to Jesus as our example of what it looks like to be a human being. So we can't use the excuse of, oh, you know, that was Jesus. It's like, no, that's what we're being formed into. That's who we're, he wants to, to see reflected in your life specifically and uniquely. So we are looking to Jesus as our example of what God is like and also as our aspiration of what we can be like as human beings. Jesus' treatment of the Scripture, how Jesus saw the Bible, is incredibly important. And, of course, Jesus didn't have the the 66 books of the Bible that we have now, but he did have the Torah. (laughs) He did have the Torah. He had a New Living Translation, but he had the the Torah, and he had the Tanakh. So he was studying, he was immersed in the Scriptures, the story of God. Jesus was immersed in that. And um, I've had various struggles with certain things in the bible like what the heck is this how does this make sense how do we practice this how does this have any relevance in today's world and all kinds of questions i'm sure none of you have had but the thing that's kind of settled my heart is okay jesus respected the scriptures okay if i want to be a follower of jesus how he saw the scriptures is important and i need to kind of somehow work this through somehow process this and again look to him as my example Andrew Wilson wrote a really great short book that's on our recommended reading list, and this is from the intro of that book, and I think it sums up my, what I was just trying to share. Uh, he does it way, way more <laughs> succinctly. Ultimately, ultimately, you see, our trust in the Bible stems from our trust in Jesus Christ, the man who is God, the king of the world, the crucified, risen, and exalted rescuer. I don't trust in Jesus because I trust in the Bible. I trust the Bible because I trust in Jesus. I love him, and I've decided to follow him. So if he talks and acts as if the Bible is trustworthy, authoritative, good, helpful, and powerful, I will too. Even if some of my questions remain unanswered or my answers remain unpopular. Pretty good, eh? That one line, I don't trust in Jesus because I trust in the Bible. I trust the Bible because I trust in Jesus. In, in Jesus'... Um, Temptation. when he's tempted by the devil after being baptized, he's led out into the wilderness. There's three times the devil comes at him with a different temptation. And each time he says, he quotes something from the Old Testament scriptures back to the enemy. And he says, it is written. And he quotes from Deuteronomy 6 and Deuteronomy 8, which is pretty incredible. Have you guys done that lately? No, okay, I me mean neither. But he does it three times. So in in that, he's, he's affirming that there's something going on here that we need to pay attention to. That he is... Under the authority of Scripture, meaning he understands the, the story it reveals, the God it reveals, and sees that it's, it's important for us to grab a hold of that as, as he's laying out the example of what it means to be human. Jesus affirms the sufficiency, the coherency, and the authority of Scripture in this exchange with the enemy. He ultimately comes out victorious in that. But, and we also see, we read this Scripture earlier, that Jesus did not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to what? Fulfill them. So Jesus, again, he's not, he's not saying, hey, throw out the whole entire Bible. I'm here now, I'm on the scene, whatever. He's saying, listen, all of this is really incredibly important. And of course, I've come to establish a new kingdom and a new covenant and all this stuff, but this story, the, the way that God reveals himself is incredibly important. We need to come under the authority of scripture. Jesus was, of course, anointed. He was the anointed one. He was the one who walked perfectly in the presence and in the power of the Holy Spirit. I love, one one theologian says, Jesus always gave the Holy Spirit a green light. (coughs) Always. Whatever the Holy Spirit was leading him to do, he's like, yes, let's do it. You have a green light. All throughout Jesus' ministry, we see evidence of the Spirit's power and of the Spirit's presence. As Jesus speaks prophetically, as Jesus heals many people, as Jesus works miracles, as Jesus had incredible words of knowledge, all this points to the power and the presence and manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit in the life of Jesus. So again in summary jesus is our example and the one to whom we have apprenticed ourselves right so we're going to end up doing what jesus did so we need to wrap our minds around what it looks like to live under the authority of the scriptures and in the power of the holy spirit yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. point number three is done number four last point contending for the radical middle so you guys have heard us use this phrase before and it, the summary is this that we're we're all from radically different backgrounds would you say church backgrounds family backgrounds church experience family experience all kinds of different stories are made up in this room and so whatever we bring to the table in terms of understanding god and understanding one another we always have baggage or lenses that we see things through is that fair and so what we're working for and what we're contending for is something that we, we, as we're working through this, as we're realizing and recognizing, okay, how I see the world is continually being reformed and reshaped as I live life in God's kingdom under his rule and his authority, that there is something that we're contending for in terms of this idea of the word and the spirit. And it's not that they're at odds with one another. It's that we need both. We want, we want the radical middle of both of these things. Unfortunately, a lot of us have experienced the far ends of both of these ideas, the authority of Scripture and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so a caricature of these things could be that, you know, you grew up in a very fundamentalist household or church where everything was literal in the Bible and you had, everything was very law-based and there was no grace and there was no love and it was all about just, what are the Scriptures saying? You can't even put your Bible on the floor. You have to hold it, whatever, just weird stuff like that. Or maybe you grew up in, a, in an environment where the Bible was just treated as like, yeah, it's, it's okay, it's no big deal. I, I just kinda, I more so go off my, my feelings and kind of, you know, God saved me so I can just basically do whatever I want. There is no real authority in your life. Or you could, with the same thing with, with the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you grew up in a church that was cessationist where those gifts were not even approached as something that could be possible today. That's the, that's the environment I grew up in, where the gifts had ceased with the last apostle, no more healing no more prophecy everything was contained in the scriptures and that was it or maybe you're from the other end of the spectrum where the crazier the better you know you're swinging from the chandeliers and that's a good you know prayer meeting whatever but but so we joke we joke but the the idea here is that the abuse of these things whether the abuse of the authority of scripture or the abuse of the gifts of the spirit and it's done in an unloving way or a, or a way that it's completely chaotic, That does not negate the use of these things. So the abuse of these things does not negate the use of these things. And what we're going for, as as a community, as as anchor point, is we're contending for the radical middle of both of these ideas. So we could become incredibly gullible about things, like, and just, and I'm not even we could be incredibly gullible and think everything that pops into our mind must be God. It's got to be God. So we just go for everything, or we could become incredibly cynical and think, okay, God would never speak to me or through me. Everyone's crazy that thinks that's true. Or we could contend for the radical middle. And we could say this, we want to earnestly and intelligently pursue biblical authority and accuracy, as well as experiencing the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. But earnestly and intelligently, not in a a place of being gullible or in a place of being cynical, but we want that radical middle. And the same thing with the authority of Scripture. We could say, you know what, who needs the Bible? We can just do whatever we want, whatever feels good. You know, we're redeemed, we're saved. Or we can go on the other end of the Spirit where everything is off limits and we're just, like, bound up and, and we have no joy in our lives and we're just, like, ugh. Or we could contend for the radical middle. And we could earnestly and intelligently pursue biblical authority as well as accuracy, as well as experiencing the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. My vote is for the middle, Amen. That, we, that we contend for, that we fight for, that we call one another out and into the radical middle of both of these ideas. And in that, we see, that, that, that's what we see it revealed in Scripture, we would say. As we look at the New Testament church, as we look at the life of Jesus, they had this radical middle happening, where the Word of God was spreading, it says. And there were also incredible gifts of the Spirit, miracles happening, but it was both and not one or the other. Andrew Wilson, again, summarizes this whole idea of Word and Spirit this way. With the Word, we are committed to the absolute authority and accuracy of Scripture, even where it flies in the face of ecclesial tradition, contemporary culture, or intellectual fashion. And Spirit, we are committed to experiencing and not merely believing in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit today, eagerly desiring spiritual gifts, and especially prophecy. Taking the Book of Acts as a vision of what church life can be, rather than a record of what it once was and pursuing the baptism in and filling with the Holy Spirit. That's what we're going for. A little sneak peek we're going into the book of Acts next as a community so get get psyched for that. So this is something that we want to contend for guys like I said in in all of our ministries and all of our meetings together so Sunday mornings community groups but also just in your everyday life that we want you to be studying the scripture, that we want you to be under the authority of scripture in your own life, in your own apprenticeship to Jesus, but also when we come together. So it shouldn't be crazy or bizarre that when we come together for community group, someone says, man, this week I, I was reading and I realized what I was doing with my life was completely unhelpful to myself and to the people around me. Oh man, crazy. You were corrected through reading the scripture. What? Or man, I had a I had a crazy dream, and I ended up sharing it with my coworker, and it somehow it, it confirmed something that they were struggling with, and we I got to talk about Jesus. Incredible, normal life. Or when we come together on Sunday, when when we feel like God's speaking something or stirring something, someone comes up here and in a decent and loving way, in a way that's rooted in the Scripture, shares a prophetic word that ministers to a bunch of us, and God moves powerfully. Or when whoever's up here teaching from the Scriptures, there's this call to coming under God's authority again and coming back and realizing okay man i'm saying i believe this thing but it is nowhere near to be found in the way i actually live my life where we've been reproved by the scriptures we want both of these things happening because that is the point where we're being formed and shaped into mature followers of jesus so this morning in response we've we've got a couple things just kicking around in our, our hearts and minds probably so with, with the authority of Scripture, I don't know where you're at. This is something that I think we all could grow in understanding and coming towards that radical middle. We need to allow God and his story to redefine good and evil and reality for us. So that just means simply we're gonna, we need to be immersed in the Scriptures. We need to be reading as often as we can, just getting in touch with what God has actually done throughout history and making us wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, right? We need to read and allow it to to teach us, and to reprove us, and to correct us, and to train us in righteousness. But that requires us actually being in the word ourselves. If, If all you're getting in terms of understanding and studying the scripture is right here, right now, it's not enough, okay? So I would encourage you, find a Bible, read it, get into it, like download an app, whatever that looks like. And for us as a community, we need to continually be submitting ourselves to the God who's revealed in this story, and 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 aiming towards and working towards the conduct that he's asking us to live with in the kingdom of God. Okay? So that's all found in the authority of Scripture. So I don't know where we're at with that. And I'm just gonna pray for us again at the end of this, but just just some things to think through. And I I felt I haven't felt like a, a strong urge like this in a while, but I felt like this morning we're gonna be praying for people to be filled with the Spirit. Um And I have a couple quotes. One's from Billy Graham and one is from Simon Ponsonby. And so I'm just going to read them and then just say a couple words. So, everywhere I go, I find that God's people lack something. This is Billy Graham. He's been all over the world, obviously. They are hungry for something. Their Christian experience is not all that they expected, and they often have recurring defeat in their lives. Christians today are hungry for spiritual fulfillment. The most desperate need of the nation today is that men and women who profess Jesus be filled with the Holy Spirit. Billy Graham. Simon Ponsby, he's unpacking his theology on what it looks like to be filled with the Spirit. He says this about this whole theology of being filled with the Spirit. It's a constantly repeatable, deepening experience of God's Spirit who brings a greater revelation of the person and work of Christ, a blazing love for Christ, a greater and more effective, empowering witness to Christ, And a transforming conformity to the character of Christ. Who could use more of that? Like, all of us could. And so, what we're going to do is we're not going to make it crazy or weird. We're just going to stand up today, and we're all going to stand, and we're going to, I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. You guys can stand. Robbie stood. And what we're going to do if you're here today and you feel like yeah i want i would love to have a fresh feeling of the holy spirit i would just encourage you just that we're going to keep it super simple we're just going to put our hands out open them up sometimes just this little bit of our body kind of following our mind is a helpful thing for engaging with god and i'm just going to pray simply the prayer we prayed a bunch of times here, and if if that's you this morning, you feel like, yeah, I I would love more of the Holy Spirit. I would love to see more of the character of Christ in me, like a burning love for Christ, a greater witness for Christ, all these things in me. Then we're we're just going to encourage you. I'm just going to encourage you to say, come Holy Spirit. It's just that simple. And then we're going to wait for about a minute, and then I'll kind of close this in prayer together. So with heads bowed, and those of us who are wanting to... can't actually hear right now but God could be speaking and I would have no idea but uh... oh man good to laugh so father thank you come Holy Spirit of us may actually be feeling like something physical right now. There's actually like a weightiness. Could feel like that. That's a good thing. That's That's God's spirit resting on you. this morning that you are a, a father who delights in giving good gifts to his children Jesus. and you promise to send the Holy Spirit you promise to 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 give us the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth to to form us into the likeness of Jesus to empower us and we just ask that you continue to fill us up as a community that we would be humble and come to you and realize we need you we can't do this on our own we can't fulfill the mission or our purpose or our our vision or any of these things without being filled with your spirit yes. and so we ask you just to to keep doing what you're doing lord as we keep moving into just to worship together as we sing and respond with our voices and our hands and our our, our minds may we be focused on you jesus and we are open to, to you speaking to us and whatever that looks like today we want to hear from you we want to go where you're going we want to yield to you we want to come come under your authority jesus and we want to come under the authority of the scriptures and and be a people who's formed by the story of god and empowered by the spirit so we're grateful for laughter we're grateful for your word we're grateful for Uh, a place where we can hunger and thirst for you and where you meet us. We love you and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.